0: It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. We, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Mic'd Up. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden. And for those who have been fans of Mike Dub, I'm so sorry I left you on such a, a long hiatus, but I'm back and and I can't wait to just dive into new content. Um so much has changed in my life. I have a new gig and I'm no longer at a radio station. But I, I think you'll like the content and I think you'll like the growth and the journey that I'm about to embark upon. I'm excited. You know, other things have transpired too. And for those who follow me personally, you might might have seen me embroiled in a little bit of a scandal with a, a local reality TV star, but um, I'm not going to get into all of that. Um, I'm going to save space for that and invite some friends to join me on that conversation. You know, rather, I'd, I'd like to focus in on on present day issues. And um, it's no secret. The entire world has been galvanized, has been energized, radicalized, politicized, all surrounding the death of one man, George Floyd. It's another extrajudicial killing at the hands of law enforcement that the world had to watch on film. And not only George Floyd's death, but the death of Breonna Taylor and and Ahmaud Arbery, like there's been so much news around the extrajudicial killings of Black folks at the hands of either white supremacists or law enforcement, and and it's really just set the world on fire. So not only are we dealing with COVID and those realities, we're dealing with a, a global uprising, and that uprising actually touched down here in Charleston. Take a listen to this sound. <laughs> You know, I get goosebumps just listening back to that that audio. That audio was from a uh, cell phone video captured by the posting Courier's Thomas Novelli. It's from May 30th. That was the first day of protest here in Charleston, South Carolina. That uprising was right in the middle, in the heart of downtown Charleston, on the peninsula. And what you were hearing was a skirmish between a couple of MAGA enthusiasts um, that made themselves uh, made their way through a crowd of, of those who are rallying in support of um, finding justice or getting justice for George Floyd, right, and putting an end to police brutality. So, so these MAGA enthusiasts made their way into the crowd essentially to to agitate folks and to probably get that footage and paint themselves as some sort of martyr. I don't I don't know what they were trying to do, but the outcome wasn't pretty. And as you could hear from some of the words you can make out, a lot of explicit language was used um, to paint a picture. uh, Just throngs and throngs of African-American and white protesters all right, there at the corner of Calhoun and King, shouting to these MAGA supporters, shouting to these Trump supporters, and telling them to leave, to get out. and And the Trump supporters don't seem to be leaving, at least not going, walking in the direction that would uh, remove them from this crowd who does not want them there. Um, you know, it it it's frightening, it's it's chilling, but. At no point do I think that the MAGA supporters, do I think that their safety is is at harm. It really is hard to hard to really explain that to people because it sounds so violent and rage filled. But these people just wanted them to leave. A lot of Charlestonians, a lot of people here want relief. They want justice. They want their voices heard, and they're tired of people coming in and challenging that that right to, to protest, that right to air grievances, and and to demand justice. And I think that's what what I was seeing. At least that's that's how it looked to me. Right. You know, um, I kind of just want to keep it real with y'all. And, and I I didn't script the this show. I, I just really want to lift up uh, this moment. I want to let you all know that this moment has inspired me to to really be more specific and be uh, more refined in the way I present my content and, and how I mine for it. This uprising has brought a lot of attention to black activists, uh, to uh, black thinkers and scholars. I I myself have have earned thousands and thousands of new followers on Instagram and, and a few new followers on Facebook and Twitter as well. So many of you who are new to the show and new to my platform, so many of you have um, discovered some of the work I've done over the few years, uh, whether it's Women's March or my feature in the Washington Post or maybe even on Showtime or the New York Times. Yeah, that was a little bit of a flex. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've been a gadfly. I've been a social irritant. I've been vocal and not just me, right? I I, I sound like I'm centering myself, but my point is I'm I'm like many other organizers and black thinkers who a lot of you just found and we've been doing this work for a while. So so this protest was just day 1, right? The next day I actually joined in in the the uprising and it was a different day, but at that time the police had brought in military vehicles, armored vehicles, tear gas. It it, it became something totally different on the second day the night prior the night of may 30th well that night shop owners on king street and 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 those who are engaged in rebellion well they clashed a lot of people went about business as usual these these restaurant open, these restauranteurs and these these uh dinner goers they were out there enjoying king street as if nothing happened that earlier that day and that just clashed with a lot of people it clashed in ways that I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. And it brought it brought the street, it brought Charleston to a breaking point. We saw business owners uh, model the most abhorrent behavior I've ever seen. Um, we've seen people, yeah, break windows and yeah, liberate merchandise. Um, but, but these people are crying out for help. They're crying out for justice. And I'm not excusing bad behavior, but what I'm saying is that we need to be less preoccupied with property damage and figure out how we can avoid this from ever happening ever again. And we also need to remember our history. This is not the first uprising on King Street, not at all. It's not the second either. You know, there's the Red Summer and and a whole host of other demonstrations that took place led by black people or or organized by black people who had to defend themselves against a quote-unquote race riot lodged by white folks and, and outsiders. You know, people have been taking to the streets, to King Street specifically, for generations. And it's about time that Charleston figure out what is going on. Why does this pop up every few years or so? How can we solve this? Why is there still rampant injustice and socioeconomic, uh, a socioeconomic divide? Again, I'm, I'm less I'm less concerned about property damage. Those businesses will be okay. A lot of them are insured. And yeah, some Black-owned businesses took on friendly fire. But again, I, I urge you all to look closer at this issue. Look closer. This is just a symptom of a larger problem. And so that's all I wanted to say about that. And I want to transition to something that gave me inspiration this week, which is the leadership and the voice of black women historically in this area, in the state of South Carolina. For those who know me, you know that I leverage the archive. I leverage our local and statewide history to help inform my activism and to help propel my work and my writings. And uh, this past week, you know, amid all of what's going on around the world, I almost lost sight of one of the most important anniversaries to me personally. And that's the anniversary of the Combahee River Raid led by Harriet Tubman down the Combahee River, right down the street away from me in Beaufort, South Carolina. Take a listen to this. In the Civil War, she became the first American woman ever to lead troops into battle near Beaufort, South Carolina. They blew up the bridge. They liberated 750 enslaved people off the plantations along that river. And the newspapers at the time wrote about this this raid, and they credited the raid to the black she-moses. Harriet Tubman had an amazing Forrest Gump-like ability to be at the center of history. Her friends among its key figures, abolitionists Frederick Douglass and John Brown. Tubman was a passionate campaigner for women's suffrage alongside Susan B. Anthony. Yeah, June 1st and June 2nd, um, I'd like to commemorate that, that historic feat that was the Combahee River Raid. Um, you know, uh, there are f- phenomenal women littered all throughout South Carolina's history, and it's just so sad that you know this state just likes to celebrate, I think, one or two chapters the most, right? Um, you know, and 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 these women they become erased; they they are hidden figures, and you know this story amid all of the uprisings, amid all of the amazing uh, organizing efforts, and. Community building and calls to action. It's this moment in history that really inspired me and got me through a lot of tough and busy times this week. And like I said, I'm acclimating to a new job, which I love, with the Cypress Fund. And I'm also trying to meet the needs of folks who are who are now seeking, I guess, maybe my leadership or my perspective on things. And and I don't take any of that for granted. Um, but but what I'm trying to do is summon the courage of a Harriet Tubman, and I'm trying to call on my ancestors and and help and ask them for help, <laughs> ask them to help me through this chapter. And I do want to be of service. I, and and in no way am I comparing myself to Harriet Tubman. Please don't misunderstand. Um, I'm inspired by her, and I'm inspired by Anna Julia Cooper and Ida B. Wells, and I'm inspired by Septima Clark, Ella Baker, and June Johnson so many women uh so many scholars and and beautiful minds that that don't get celebrated as much as I'd like to see them celebrated um and and I invite you all to to learn more and and that's what this journey is going to be about I'm gonna lean extra, extra hard into my love of sifting through the archive. I'm gonna create audio projects, not just for Mike Up, but but for the Cypress Fund and with my friends from the Friends of Gadsden Creek. And we're really gonna to, to use we're gonna use history to help us build tools to help get through contemporary issues, if that makes sense. Um, and so I just hope that you all will join me on this journey. Have grace for me like this podcast is this episode was a little rusty, um, but I'm sure I'll get my footing and and uh, we'll get through this together. So again, to new listeners, welcome. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your confidence in my voice. I am working very hard to justify that confidence and I'll see you next time. Until next time to my Gullah Geechee folks, though, y'all stay black.